Hi, I'm Dee Hicks, and welcome to the School of Leadership, leveraged lessons from high-impact leaders. For the past 30 years, I've researched the disciplines, habits, mental models, and assumptions of the most effective leaders. This podcast takes what I've learned from over 2,000 of these influencers and distills it into practical tools and tips you can use immediately. So let's get started. Got this cigar lit just about right. Well, happy Friday. That's when these podcasts drop, and you might be listening to it on the day it drops. If not, then happy Saturday or happy Sunday. Thanks for taking a little bit of time to visit with me. I wish you were here. I say that all the time, but I actually mean it. I wish you were here. This is a beautiful cigar. It's one of Rocky Patel's finest. Of course, I'm I'm a little bit partial at this point in my cigar journey to, uh, to Nicaraguan cigars. So this is Nicaraguan Puro. It's an absolutely beautiful cigar uh, wrapped in a Maduro that's so dark that it reminds me of uh, Dove Dark Chocolate. Delightful. You can hear the clanking of my one cube of ice and I just poured some Jefferson's very small batch this is a blend of straight bourbon whiskeys. This is a Jefferson blend. This is not Jefferson's Ocean, which I like even better, but this is Jefferson's very small batch. I don't know what they mean by very small batch, and it goes very, very well with this beautiful cigar. You know, you just can't go wrong with Jefferson's bourbon. This one is uh, not a high proof. It's about an 80 or 82 proof, I think it is. So it doesn't have a lot of a really intense burn on the first sip of it, but it's nice and warm. It's a delightful, delightful bourbon, and I wish you were here to enjoy it with me. Yes, that was a good decision to pour that bourbon and pair it with this cigar. Speaking of decisions, let's talk about decisions today. You make decisions all day long. It seems like you make decisions left and right and constantly every time you turn around. At least it feels that way anyway, and by the end of the day, you might become quite tired because you've made so many decisions. You remember from one of my earlier podcasts and uh, perhaps even from one of our earlier Hilt Academy YouTube channel videos where we talked about decision fatigue. Remember that one? If you haven't found that, then go digging around till you can find it. That's where we talked a little bit about the idea that we can only make, you know, maybe 50, maybe 100 conscious decisions in a day. The magic number seems to be around 70 or 75, actually. And then we start to run out of our ability to make decisions and they get harder and harder to make just because of how much energy it takes to power those regions of our brain to make conscious executive kinds of decisions to execute things. Uh, everybody has this executive region in our brain where we're making conscious, focused, willful decisions, and we can only make a, a few of them in a day, you know, maybe 75, before we start to get tired and before it becomes more difficult to make those decisions. And therefore, we set up our lives, everyone does this, the human brain does this, in such a way that when it comes to making decisions, we have rules of thumb, heuristics that we use that help us make decisions quickly. Like, what did I do last time? What are my three options? And I only like these three options. And so we narrow our decision down where we look to somebody beside us and what do they do? They have good judgment when it comes to ice cream, so I'll do what they do. Or they have good judgment when it comes to investing their money, so I'll just do what they do. So we try to limit the number of decisions that we make that way. But you know, we can't avoid all decisions. We have to make really important decisions, especially if you're a leader and you have responsibility for creating vision and man 
managing and or perhaps you have a responsibility for supervising. However it is, you're a leader, you're influencing people to be great and to do great things, then there are some decisions that you simply can't avoid. And in fact, it's likely that the value that you bring to your enterprise is in your decision making. More precisely, it's in your judgment. So let's talk about that today. Let's talk about making really good decisions. Let's zoom in not just on decisions we make, but on those types of decisions that when we make them, they go out and they turn around and come back and make us. Our lives are, in large part, the result of those kinds of decisions. Our lives are an amalgam of the consequences or the benefits of a series of decisions. Have you ever looked at yourself and wondered, how did I get this way? <laughs> how did this happen? Maybe not. Maybe you probably look at other people because you are slightly judgy, right? You look at other people and you think, how did they get that way? I had a friend say to me recently, when I said that out loud, unashamedly, how did he get that way? How did that happen? He said back to me, one bad decision at a time. <laughs> Sad, but true. How did we get this way? Well, one decision at a time. Of course, not everything in our lives is the result of our decisions. I didn't decide to be six foot one inch tall. I didn't decide to have blue eyes. I didn't decide to be someone born in Boise, Idaho. I didn't decide to grow up around livestock. I, I, I just was a part of that system. But all the important things in my life are as a result of decisions that I have made. So you ever look at yourself and wonder, huh, how did I get here? <laughs> well, probably decisions you made that went out, turned around, came back, and made you. So this is a conversation I'd love to have with you about how do we tell the difference between decisions that we just make that really don't matter that much and those decisions we make that matter a lot. They matter so much they make us or they make... So let's assume, let's imagine that you're sitting right here and that I poured you some of this Jefferson's and that you'll be able to enjoy it with me. And let's imagine that you, even though you don't like cigars, let's have a little fantasy here. Let's imagine you do like cigars and you're sitting in that leather chair right over there. And then I'm going to pull up one right in front of you and we'll put our feet up and uh, I'll take off my boots and uh, we'll just relax and have a great conversation about decision-making as a leader. Decisions we make that make us. Because our lives, in large part, all add up to the result of a series of important decisions that may or may not have seemed all that important at the moment, because that's true, we need to understand how to make better decisions. It's never too late to do that. So here's the first thought. You know, we have two superpowers. One superpower, which I've spoken about in other podcasts, I call pattern recognition. It's the ability of the human mind to create patterns and then to recognize things that fit in the pattern or don't fit in the pattern. Pattern recognition. We've talked quite a bit about that in other contexts. I won't get into it much here, but it's like, it's a superpower. That's your superpower. It's how you found your car when you parked it in that big old parking lot and weren't even thinking about where you parked. When you came back out three hours later, you could still find your car, even though you couldn't really remember where you parked it. That's your superpower, pattern recognition. But that's not the one I want to talk about. The other superpower you and I have got, one that we all too often don't think much about, is the ability to choose. And therefore, if we have the ability to choose, to decide, we have the responsibility to go with that. 
It really is a gift of the highest value. It is the essence of being a human being. We have the ability to choose. And anything and anyone that tries to circumvent that power, that ability, that gift, is probably manipulative at the very least. Perhaps they're pure evil at the most. And somewhere in the middle, they're selfish. This is such a big deal that you as a manager, leader, supervisor, a builder of teams of people, that this is such a big deal that it's important that you remember that everyone with whom you work has this same ability and responsibility to choose. It's a superpower. This is an amazing superpower. Let me share with you an idea in psychology called forced choice alternative method of evaluation. You've done this before, I'm certain, if you've ever taken any kind of assessment or preference assessment or sometimes called personality assessments. They're often built upon the idea where you, you choose between A and B and then between A and C and then between A and F and then between A and purple and you just keep choosing, choosing, choosing. If you, if you had to choose between this and that, which would you choose? And then over a period of a whole bunch of these kind of questions where you're picking between two things, there's something that you are able to spot about yourself. There's something revealed about yourself about what really matters. Forced choice alternative method of evaluation or forced choice values assessments are very common. And the reason that they work so well is because that's really how life works. Now, you and I don't just choose between chocolate ice cream and vanilla ice cream. We actually choose between chocolate ice cream and a bunch of other things. For example, uh, when we're presented with a choice, maybe we choose between chocolate ice cream or celery. <laughs> I know what my choice would be <laughs> every time, right? But maybe it's not just chocolate or vanilla, or and this choice is chocolate or celery. Maybe it's chocolate or being on time, or maybe it's chocolate ice cream or helping my next door neighbor or chocolate ice cream, or getting a good night's sleep. You see how this works? When we have decisions to make in life, they're often between things that are not quite comparable. It's not chocolate or vanilla decisions. It's chocolate or impact. <laughs> Track with me here. This will make sense as we go along. Because pay attention. Over time, when we have forced choices between this and that, and then it's repeated over and over again, we're able to see what really matters to us. Not what we espouse that matters to us, not what we say matters to us, but what actually matters to us when we make the decisions. Clearly, if I was presented with the choice between Ben and Jerry's chocolate therapy ice cream and helping my neighbor move a new couch into his house, and I chose Ben and Jerry's chocolate therapy ice cream, that could just be a one-off. But what if I did that every time? What if I chose chocolate ice cream over being on time or chose chocolate ice cream over reading a story to my grandson at night? You'd start to realize, so would I, that chocolate ice cream or the feelings that it creates in me, pure joy, I might add, is what matters more to me than almost anything else in life. This is just a silly illustration about how our decisions between A and B, between A and C, between A and purple, those decisions repeated over and over and over again reveal what matters to us. It's kind of an interesting way of thinking about the decisions that we make. Our decisions pile up one on top of the other. Of course, you'd never go up to someone and say, do you value integrity, period. They would say, of course I value integrity. But that's not how we make our decisions. We don't make a decision about integrity, period. It's integrity compared to what? Because when we come up to a decision point, we are making a decision between this value and that value. 
And then that happens over and over and over again until we are able to see what really matters to us and what guides our decisions. So maybe you're faced with comfort or adventure. Maybe your decision point is to serve or no, I deserve. Maybe your decision point is fast or good or good or cheap or safe or fast. You see what I'm getting at here. It's not just, do I decide that something is important? I decide, is this thing important compared to that thing over there? This is really big. Pay attention. Over time, you'll see what really matters to you, and you'll see what really matters to someone else. We call that a forced choice alternative method of evaluation. That's really how we live our lives. So far, then, we have two ideas. Most decisions we make are choices between options we know already, and they're really just predictable outcomes, and they're not really significant decisions. They're just to keep going in a direction we're already going. The second idea was that we can learn a lot by noticing what we're actually choosing between when we make a decision and and mentally starting to keep track of that. We can learn a lot about what really matters to us. And there's an implication here that what we say matters to us and what actually matters to us may not line up. My hope is that it does. My aspiration for you and for myself is that it does line up, but that's not often the case. Here's the third idea. Like I said, there are decisions that we make, and they don't really matter. They just, we just make a decision. But some decisions are very pivotal decisions because when we make them, they make us. When we make that decision, it opens doors, or this decision will create opportunities, or this decision will close doors or burn a bridge. Some of these decisions that make us, make us quickly. If I make this decision, it'll turn right around and shape who I am very quickly. Some of them, and in my experience, this is the more common type, make us more slowly. They have a slow, slow polishing or shaping effect on us. And what's characteristic about these decisions that make us especially the slow ones, is they cannot be undone easily. We now have made the decision. It's gone out. It's changed us. It's changed our relationships. It's changed what matters to us. Therefore, our investments of time and energy and heart in such a way that we don't even notice how much it's changed us until we're way down the road. Those are the slow decisions that make us and they cannot be undone easily or without great expense. So, do you know the difference between a decision that you make, and it's just a decision you make, and a decision you make that turns around and makes you? Here's the fourth idea, that some decisions you make are leadership decisions. That's of the type I've just talked about, where you have to pick between competing values. And some decisions are management decisions, and that's where you and I simply apply measurements to come up with the right answer. If someone were to ask you, what's the fastest way to get from point A to point B? Well, you could measure that and then pick what's the fastest way. If someone said, what's the safest way to get from point A to point B? You could measure that. But if someone presented you with this decision, we can only have one. Is it going to be fast or is it going to be safe? Now that is not a management decision. That is a leadership decision because you have to weigh one value over the other. And the way you do that and the way I do that is by using core values. What are the most important values or first principles that enable us to answer in this situation? Should we get there faster? Should we get there safer? So leadership decisions are decisions where measurements may give us context, but they don't give us an answer. And most of the forced choices that you and I have to make between 
two or more very important options or decisions are really made from core values or they are made from first principles. That is something that is always, always, always important. And therefore, that informs the decision that we make. An example of a core value or a first principle is the virtue of magnanimity. It's not a word you probably bandy about very much. <laughs> magnanimity, a great old word, and it means big soul or big in spirit. It's a virtue. It means that somebody who has magnanimity is unwilling to be petty, and they have a great willingness to face hardship for greater noble causes. They have a generous spirit, and that spirit aspires to achieve great things and see greatness in others. They want things to be better for themselves and for others. That's magnanimity. If you have that as a core virtue, a first principle, a core value, then when faced with decisions that need to be made that are in conflict with one another, should we be fast or should we be safe, for example, you'll be able to make that decision more clearly because you have at the core of it a very clear magnanimous big soul or big spirit. You want people to be better. You want society to be better. You want your team to be better. And you want to be generous. Also, most of the time when faced with this conflicting set of values, most of our leadership decisions give a lot more weight to two things than management decisions do. Most leadership decisions weigh tomorrow as more important than today and better as more important than comfortable or the status quo. Therefore, most important leadership decisions, in essence, value impact over comfort. So when we make these decisions, these decisions that when we make, they make us and they make our team and they make our enterprise, we need to avoid five decision traps. I'll go through them quickly. The first decision trap is delaying. Avoid delaying because sometimes we think if we just put it off for a week or a month or a year or two years that the decision will make itself and will correct. It will make itself, but it will not make itself in the way that it ought to be made. Avoid delegating what is yours to decide and yours alone. Avoid emotional distortion or distorting. Because when we have emotional distortion, when we feel something very strongly like anger or sadness or loneliness or impatience or any of those kinds of really strong emotions or, or passion or, or love or infatuation, love's not an emotion, but you get my point. When we have that emotional distorting effect, that will actually cause us to make bad decisions. We also need to avoid disconnecting. That is disconnecting the decision from the context and disconnecting it from the context consequences. Some of them are, are foreseeable and unintended, so we can't disconnect our decision. We also need to avoid describing this as a decision that doesn't really matter. Ah, it's no big deal. We want to make sure we're careful to describe this as one of those decisions that when we make it, it will turn around and make us. And then we want to avoid the biggest of all these one, two, three, four, five decision traps. And it's the sixth one. <laughs> it's a bonus trap. That is, we want to avoid deploying our intuition incorrectly. Intuition is a great thing, but it only applies in situations where we have a vast amount of experience. 
We can't take that intuition and apply it over here off to the side in an area where we have almost no experience and say, you know, I got a gut sense about this. Well, you do. It's indigestion. You had a bad burrito. Don't apply your intuition over here. You have no experience. <laughs> All right. So avoid those five decision traps. So as we wrap up this conversation, let me ask you a question. Are you facing one of those decisions that if you make it, it'll turn around and make you? How are you going to make that decision? Here's five simple ideas. Number one, do you remember what really matters? Here's the second idea. What do I know for sure about this decision? Third idea, what do I not know that I could know? It's discoverable. Well, then go out and discover it. And number four, when does this decision need to be made? Actually set a point in time when the decision needs to be made. Don't delay too long, but put it on your calendar. And here's the fifth idea. Imagine the outcome of your decision thoroughly. Let your wonderful imagination run wild. What will happen if you imagine the outcome thoroughly? Ask yourself, if it happens the way I imagine, then what? Paying close attention to your emotions. After you've made the decision, careful not to second guess it, but do adapt to the reality on the ground with your decision, but don't second guess the core of the decision. Ah, you make decisions all day long. Just remember that some of them are decisions that when you make them, they turn around and they make you. What kind of decisions are you facing right now? Decisions, that's what you're around for. Your judgment, that's why you're in a leadership position. Apply your judgment carefully and apply it wisely. And you know, then you can go out and have a bowl of Ben and Jerry's chocolate therapy ice cream. Or... <laughs> You could have some of this Jefferson's very small batch bourbon and enjoy a cigar. Ah, thanks for taking a little bit of time here. I, have, I enjoy these. And again, it's mostly because I'm imagining you're sitting here talking with me. If you'd like more of these, uh, there's a couple of ways you can get this. Of course, you found this podcast, so you know how to find this. But you can also go to our Hilt Academy YouTube channel. Got about 30 videos up there, or HILT, H-I-L-T, stands for High Impact Leadership Training. And the HILT Academy is, of course, a paid website where you can get on and look at some of the courses that we offer. For a fee, you can take these courses and go through all of them and, and uh, learn a few of the really sophisticated things that we've learned from folks like you over, over time. So you can go to HILT Academy at Thinkific, T-H-I-N-K-I-F-I-C, Dot com and look at some of the courses. There's new courses being added all the time. And even if you don't do that, thank you for taking time with this podcast. If this was helpful to you, how about share it with somebody? Time to move on to the rest of the day. Have a great app. Here's to you. Thanks for joining me in today's School of Leadership. This podcast is part of the Archimedes Experiment, leveraged wisdom from the world's most effective leaders. If you're interested in more, go to my website, dhicks.com. Remember, my first name has only one E. Well, you'll find more short and helpful podcast books and blog posts. If this was helpful, maybe even share it with some of your friends. Have a great day. 